Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Life continually changes, as does my body. I am empowered by the journey. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today we're going to talk about women and their relationship with their bodies when it comes to the most primal rites of passage in life, which is pregnancy, birthing, abortion, IVF, and anything where the personal meets the political, where laws get involved, where men in white suits and white coats get involved and, and politicians get involved and, and midwives get involved and all kinds of people start to get involved and have opinions about what should happen with a body and with a baby and with a womb. Now, I might get a bit fiery, Jane. <laughs> well, I'm a bit excited by this because we were talking about, you know, what should we talk about today? And I said, we have got to do something that is right up Beck's alley because she is in the most dynamic power right now. I'm I've got to, to share. Back. Oh, no, no, the, no, no, they like it when you don't hold back. <laughs> However, it's really exciting to see because Beck has been doing a lot of work around various different issues over the past um, few months and I'm seeing her really stand in a very strong energy from inside out. And I thought, we've got some good content that's going to come out of Beck today. Thanks, Jane. So here we go. That's very nice Let's of you talk say. about pregnancy. Well, birth. Let's talk about birth. Pregnancy and birth. And actually, we also had, I reckon that this coincides with two things. It coincides with the new Mad Max movie, which all women must see as a prerequisite because it is actually the biggest feminist kick-ass multi-layered themed movie that's come out probably ever or for a very long time. Um, and remembering to our beautiful male listeners, this is not, this is about bringing in the feminine. It's, 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 it's really about those other podcast shows that Jane and I've done on the alpha and the beta, the yin and the yang and, and understanding the masculine and the feminine balance. And we're, we're just going into that in a, in a very different, more, more physically flesh type of a way today, I think. But also, um, had an email as well or, or a message on Facebook rather from someone because I did, um, go into a bit of a rant a couple of weeks ago about, men in white coats and babies and then we stopped and went back onto the tangent we were supposed to be on and a lovely listener wrote beck one day i'd really love to hear the end to what you're saying about the men in white coats delivering babies and she and she followed it up with vagina power sounds like the best podcast ever <laughs> love it so today power we're doing vagina power all right let's talk about <laughs> vagina power so i am very lucky and perhaps exceptional to be a woman who, for some reason, had no fear at all about giving birth. I've only met a handful of them. They're usually home birthers. And I can't explain why I felt such calm peace around the entire pro process. Because I look at what my girlfriends have been through, many of my holistic spiritual girlfriends, who haven't been able to trust their bodies at that level. Um, in fact, some of my most spiritual girlfriends have had some of the worst births, if you can call it worst birth. I mean, I know everything in the sense is pre-chosen. Um, I know that I've always had a philosophy of um, just no drugs in my system, be they pharmaceuticals, be they recreational, be it a cough lolly, be it anything. I think I had a recent past life, so to speak, where I was hooked up to a drip and, and was, you know, an old lady being administered a lot of drugs in hospital and died that way. And I said, I want to come through with a really drug free system this time. But I also have memories of overdosing in the sixties as like a, I don't know, hippie Woodstock type 
um, young child who was very experimental in my early years with marijuana and harder drugs. So I think my soul's kind of like, you've done the drugs thing, Rebecca. <laughs> you don't need to touch any of it in this lifetime to the point where I'm so extreme. If I have a headache, I will not take a Panadol. wouldn't even occur to me. I'll just find the acupressure point and I'll push it, I'll have a glass of water, I'll masturbate or I'll lie down. They're the only things you need to do for migraine. Or, you you know, you look at the emotional reason behind your illness. Um, so I don't have a doctor and, you know, I, I obviously take natural methods for um, being my own doctor when it arises. So when it came to the time in my life when I was ready to have children, well, it was completely obvious to me that I wasn't going to have drugs because why would I? And I, why, why do I need to when I've already proven to myself many times over how strong and communicative my own body is with me? Why do I need to hand over my power to anyone who doesn't know me, who's just going to come along and poke around and have opinions about what's best for me? Um, and I wanted to be relaxed and comfortable and at home. So that's what happened. Do you want to say anything at this juncture, Jane? No, oh, I'm just so impressed. I've always been so in <laughs> awe of, of how you can not not I don't know you manage your your pain so well because I I am somebody that reaches for pharmaceutical products as a last resort yeah like I really in my circle of friends outside of you I am the next best level but I still do there are still times that I go you know my first day of the month I am taking painkillers and see you're the de- I, you're the devil's advocate here because I I realize that I'm not normal like I'm I'm extremist right but it's incredible that you can do that like I've said to Beck many times how can you get through this like and I don't know why it is but I always get my period on a day that I've got to go and give a talk <laughs> and I've, I'm about to give a three-hour presentation standing on a stage and I think no I just want to call up in the corner and eat chocolate in my tracksuit yeah um, and there's, I just feel, see, here's my words. There's no way that I could get on stage if I didn't take drugs to release the pain. So there's my words. There's a, and there there's is a, there's belief. a belief. There is a belief. Yeah. I've, gathered, I've gathered evidence, but I don't actually want to try or not doing it because it seems to always happen. My period sure. always on that day. Sure. Sure. And that's not perhaps <laughs> the best, you know, example to go out in the world and try for the first time, not having the painkillers if you, you need the backup. Um, I, I'm going to, I'll talk about my births a bit in this episode, but, I'm going to backtrack and say let's let's look at where it all begins for young girls in in society. You know, they have an ache or a pain, they have a, an overly worrisome mother, they get trotted off to the doctor all the time. You know, this Constantly one's given antibiotics. Yeah, this or one's got an ear infection. Got, she's got a, yeah. a she sneezed, so we're going to give her some cough. Uh, a sne- what is it? What do they give for colds? Oh, I don't know. Don't you asking me? Oh, oh sorry. No, well, actually, <laughs> we we actually don't go down that path here. Um, but, you know, I have friends that go and get the flu injections and they're always sick. Yeah, I know. And, you know, these poor little girl, we were having a play date the other day with a little girl. They put so much junk food on the table and then they're telling me, oh, and she's had grommets and she's got glandular fever and she's six. What six-year-old has glandular fever? And I'm not just looking at it thinking there's so much emotional, physical, chemical illness going on here that you guys just don't understand the pattern they're always linking into everything anyway so young you know this could be 20 podcasts this is gonna be, i have to cram 20 podcasts into 30 minutes so let's try so i see these young kids who are raised in a culture where drugs are advertised all the time on telly where mum and dad think it's normal and I, i'm not picking on i'm not i realize that to some extent it's, it's as normal to administer a neurofin to a kid as it is to maybe eat a chocolate donut everyone's it's just mainstream suburban life it's the western world it's what we live in um so kids grow up 
you know, with all the, the doctor shows on TV, all the medic shows and the, all of that, it's almost glamorized. And it, they grow up in a world where it's really normal that if something happens to your body, the first thing you do is you ask outside of yourself for advice. So you go to the person that has all the letters and acronyms after their name, that has a certificate on the wall, that has a stethoscope around their neck that your mother says is the right person to go to, or, you know, like my dad, even even to this day, if I tell him something's up with the children, he's go to a doctor. I'm like, I don't need to go to a doctor. I've got to figure it out. Anyway, um, so kids learn really young to defer their personal power to someone else when it comes to their physical wants and needs in their body. I want to add in there, you know how we've, we've talked about that beautiful book, The Body is the Barometer of the Soul by yes. Annette Noontill? Yes. Um, I, about six months ago, found, like I knew Louise Hayes had a similar kind of book, which is whatever illness or ailment you've got, there is, she gives the emotional cause followed by an affirmation that you can use to, to balance out the energy negativity there. And uh, I found that she's got this app. So I downloaded, you know, I love my little apps on my phone. Um, and over the last six months, every time somebody has complained about an illness or, oh, my child's um, just broken their little finger or my um, my husband's got it, hurt his back or whatever, and it's incredible how every single day somebody is sharing a story like that with me and with anybody, I instantly jump on this app now, go into the, it's such a simple app, go into um, back pain, there's the probable cause, there's the um, suggested affirmation, and I screenshot it and I text it to them. And I would say I would do that at least three or four times a week. Wow. And that is starting to teach other people. Mm. So I'm thinking if our whole tribe, our amazing Love Life listeners, yeah. all download this app and then Which start is called. Screen- it's, called. Uh, it's just Louise Hayes, um, You Can Heal Your Life. Oh, right. You know, it's, her, it's, it's the app of her affirmations, I think. Yeah. I think it's called that. I'll double check, um, and uh, if it's different, we'll pop it up on our Facebook page and on our website. Um, but if our whole tribe started doing that, we start then placing a new thought process into we start educating other people to go look within as well. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you've broken your, your, your finger, go to the doctors and get it strapped or whatever you've got to do or physio or whatever, but at the same time, let's look at the emotional thing. Absolutely. Because so, you're right, it is giving the power away, but when you get the affirmation, it takes you You can do something about it. And I, I probably had better be very clear at this point. If you've had a car accident or you need a triple bypass, I'm not suggesting take herbs. Go to the fucking doctor, right? Fine. Well, well, that comes back to our, our um, we get our messages with a feather, a brick, or a sledgehammer. Right. So you didn't listen with the feather. That, correct. You didn't so get the brick, when and I'm, now you've got the sledgehammer, so now you've got to use everything. When I'm saying drug-free and, and to test yourself on this yourself, I'm talking about the little everyday things. You get the flu, why don't you look at it differently than you've ever looked at it before? But people don't get the flu. They say they've got the flu, and they haven't got the flu. They've got a cold. <laughs> There's okay. a big difference between the cold and the flu. Funny exactly. I've had the flu once in my life. And okay. boy, you know when you've got the flu. Right. That's a whole different kettle of fish to a nasty, horrible, rotten All right. Cold. Okay. So I'm just talking about starting at the everyday level with, you know, if you do break your finger, yeah, go and get splints. Go and get it bandaged or wrapped or like fine. But you've got a headache or you've you've knocked your knee or your back's giving you a bit of grief or You need whatever. to look at your lifestyle. You need to look at your choices. You need to look at why your body is screaming at you, messages that you're not listening to. So it's gone to the extent of physical illness, pain or injury to actually 
knock you on the head and say, will you please pay attention? You are holding unprocessed energy in this particular part of your body. And we are we are a map, a mirror. We've got everything you need right here for you to understand what's going on with you at a deeper emotional level. So as we want to encourage people more and more and more to take complete personal responsibility when it comes to what your body presents with on a daily basis. And then view your body like the beautiful, sacred, fragile, delicate, exquisite Great Barrier Reef that it is. It is the most complex ecosystem of beautiful, different things, working with different things, working with different things in total synthesis and total synchronicity, if I'm using the right words. But you don't go and take a sledgehammer and knock a big hunk of coral out of the Great Barrier Reef. You don't go and drop oil on it. You know, you don't go and inject it with something, poison. You know, you don't try and cut something out of it. You rebalance the reef. Go to an amazing bloody shiatsu practitioner and you learn about how the yin and the yang works in the body, where if one part of the body is out of balance, it sucks energy from another part and then that throws it out of kilter and that sucks from another part. I really highly suggest people get into these amazing tens of thousands of years old modalities of traditional Chinese medicine, of Ayurvedic medicine, the doctors that understand the map of the body, they use the meridians, they use the ley lines, they use the chakras, they use the yin and yang, they use the hot and cold, they use um, the the doshas and, and all the different ways that we can rebalance a body without jumping in, like, you know, the analogy of firemen coming to put out a fire in the house and they smash out the windows and they bring the hoses and they soak everything and there's water damage and they smash down the walls and they do this massive damage job on it. But sometimes when it's just something small that just needs something nurturing or a herb. It's interesting when you say that because I always remember somebody saying that when you, you know, pop a pill, you've got a headache and you pop a pill or whatever, you're telling your body to shut up. And and it's the glass of water you're drinking to wash it down that's actually helping you more than the pill is. Let's get real here. We all know about the placebo effect. I want to come back to this little app too, though, because a lot of our listeners are highly sensitive. And when you are highly sensitive, you are listening to your body. You're aware of pain at a much earlier stage than most people. That's very true. So for me, I could have, for example, I had pain in my big toe recently, and it was actually I couldn't stand on it. It came from nowhere out of the blue. And I thought, oh, my God, what is that? And it took my breath away. But somebody else would probably not even have been aware of it for another two days. Um, so for me, it stopped me dead. I jumped on this app. I had a look at what the cause was, what the possible cause was, and then I did the affirmation. And it was so simple. Um, that, and within 30 seconds, the pain had receded incredibly Within about an hour, it had completely gone. Now, this is how you start to test your own evidence. You know, start playing with this magic in your own body and see the results. Now, what was fascinating with that particular scenario was that I actually was anxious about something. I thought it was X, Y, Z. I can't remember the full scenario. But I remember thinking, my body has just told me what's going on in my subconscious state. It was almost yes. like a muscle testing thing. Yes. That this sore toe, that was actually in my subconscious mind, and I needed to get that out and repeat the affirmation of whatever you, it is. You brought it into the conscious. Yes. And you basically did exactly what we talked about in our episode about the importance of validation. You said to that body part, 
I see you, I yes. hear you, I honour you, I will do something about this. I know there's something bigger that you're letting me know. Thank you, blessings, and thank yeah. you. And to that end, I want people, again, to really look at their bodies. You've got a cut on your finger. Don't think that that's just an accident. Is it the I do everything. You know, which finger is it? Which tooth is it? It's the position of the tooth in the mouth. You know, Annette Noontool goes into fantastic detail with every single bone in the body, every single tooth in the mouth, this leg, right leg, left leg, this finger, that finger, you know, which ear, which birthmark, where is it on the body that's presenting because that is very deeply linked into more specific emotional We only have to look at um, reflexology. If you look at the chart of a foot, and like, you know, I've just come back from Thailand where I had lots of massages, and, you know, they grab that spot that it's like a fire cracker has gone or a fire poker has hit your foot, and it relates to another, you know, part of an organ or a part of your body that's that's needing needing balancing. Yeah. You look at a map of that foot of reflexology, it is so complex. And this is a holographic universe because it's that idea that everything is contained within one part. So you can get the same map on a, on a human ear or on a human hand or on well, the Well, I also foot. saw one done on a face on where your pimples are. Right, right. Fascinating. Right. So there, there are secret maps everywhere. Now, we're on topic, we're off topic, but we're on topic. So with this degree of background, let's look at what happens to women who – just barrel through life and oh yeah got yeah got a headache just pop a pill and ignore it tell the body to shut up yeah go through life go through life if there's something wrong go to the doctor fix that up go through life go through life oh now i'm ready to have a baby now what's happening more and more and more is that women get to this point and they go oh i can't have one but i thought it would be easy i thought i'd just go off the pill and eight weeks later we should surely conceive and we're finding women many 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 sometimes years later are not conceiving they're on ivf they're stressed it injures their relationships da, 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 da. now when women come to me for this particular reason, and I do see handfuls of them, there's always a theme. Do you do you know what the theme is, Jane? Can you spot a theme there? Oh, I would think it would be control. Yeah. It would be that everything's got to be perfect and in order. and It's usually, often, the A-type personalities who, who are perfectionists, who schedule and diarise their entire lives, who don't trust. They don't trust the universe, they don't trust themselves, they don't trust their bodies, and they're so disconnected from their own deeper divine feminine cycles and mysteries and just emotions and intuition that the body has been closed down and can't perform. I also think sometimes that, yeah, it happens with women. They don't necessarily have to be the perfectionist A-type personality. Sometimes they can just be very, very insecure and almost it's almost like a, a deep-seated belief that they, they can't perform, they're not able, they're not – they just kind of don't have what it takes. It's like a self-worth issue sometimes. So that, well, I think there's also comes into that whole thing of, you know, can women have it all? You know, they've had the career, they've got to have the perfect relationship, they've got to be the perfect daughter, the perfect sibling, the perfect friend, the perfect mother. Mm. And that's just another great big load on them going, oh, mm. my God. And I think a lot of this is subconscious. Yeah. It's not, you know, yeah, and, it is. And, I, and I, that's why I feel for people because they often don't know what their demons are. And so they're, they're going to doctors or psychologists and they're asking these really basic questions like, well, I really want to have a baby, but I'm 37 and I'm single. Should I freeze my eggs? Or um, my husband and I have been trying for three years and, and it's just not working. What's What are my medical options? And from a universal spiritual point of view, what I say to these women is stop. Have you ever considered the fact that the universe slash your spirit guide slash your unborn child is actually waiting for a different version of you to appear before this journey is ready to happen. Have you done the work? Have you cleaned up your life? Have you found your life purpose in your job? Is your relationship where it needs to be? 
and if you're single and you're freaking out about not conceiving and when am I going to have a baby, have you looked at your blocks and patterns around men, around the father figure? Have you done the self-empowerment work? Have you done the emotional block release work? That is what is waiting. Women who have problems in their wombs, they have endometriosis, they have cysts, they have uh, fibroids, they have all these sorts of conditions that prevent and, and slow down and hamper possibility of pregnancy. Well, what is the womb, ladies? What is the womb? It is your orange chakra. It is the place that you hold angst and resentment against men and blocked creativity. So if you've got shit from past lives, your father or your husband in this life, that is just a problem that you, that is holding you back, go and do the work. If you feel in your career, you know, you work in a bank during the day and all you want to do is make jewelry for a living, hello, block creativity. Where are you not letting out your playful curiosity, your imagination, your, your wild woman? Where is she being suffocated and held down? The womb is where it shows up. Jane. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> well, I feel like, look, I told you this would be a Does it need to be two episodes because I haven't even got to home birth well, yet. Well, I was going to say we need to move into we do and part, I also want to talk about, um, okay, we're doing part one and part two. This is part one. Right. <laughs> that is an executive decision just decided at the 20-minute mark. <laughs> so because I also want to talk about the fear that women have of their changing body. Beautiful. And thank you. the pressure that that is there you know especially all these hollywood things of you know look at her she's oh poor kate middleton you know the poor thing like you know has a baby and it's like yes and she's gonna be back to size eight in 14 days i mean really body after baby oh it's we need some good role models in hollywood to stop this rubbish of this personal mm. trainers and you know, and taking tablets to dry up milk so they can get off the weight and get in the gym more and whatever. And to and that extent, Angelina Jolie and other celebrities who seem to be cashing in on this craze at the moment, that is, if there's the slightest fear, according to a doctor, that you've got something in your DNA line that might be a hereditary cancer thing, you may as well just go cut all your body bits off first. Oh, my God. Well, let's just chuck it. Let's just cut our breasts off and remove, cut through. This is the same for women who get breast augmentations and things. Cut through all the meridian lines and all of the very important sensual oh, centers that are held in those organs that are so deeply connected to heart chakra. You want to fuck around with your heart chakra? Go be my fucking guest. But seriously, why don't you do some work on your fire? Look how fiery I know. Go I love and do it. some go fucking back. emotional work before you go to a doctor, have him anesthetize you, put you under a scalpel, and take away your femininity. What are we, for God's sake, what is happening to the world? I can't handle it. I can't, I'm checking out. Your turn. <laughs> I want you to keep going. Our listeners love it I when you just, get fired up. The idea that you can cut anything out of your body and be healed is so funny. I could lie on the ground and laugh and laugh. You think you can cut anger out? You think you can cut your mother issues out? You think you can cut your low self-worth out? Fine. Go ahead and try. Go ahead and try. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? It's you cool. end up scarred on the soul and on the body. Inner and outer, you are just going looking for more pain and damage control for something which is whispering to you at the deepest level this is so easy to heal if you just sit with me for a few minutes just go there go deeper that's why the whole go into the body and cut something out or blast a tumor or a cancer or whatever it's just a metaphor for the fact that it lies deep 
what you're dealing with here is very subterranean. It's deep in the unconscious mind. You need to go to the practitioners that Jane and I have talked about a million billion times who specialize in emotional excavation. They're your kinesiologists, they're your hypnotists, they're your EFT practitioners. I know that there's others out there, Lifeline Technique. There's all kinds of ones out there. You need to go to a person who is an emotional doctor who specializes in emotional archaeology. Fine, go to your doctor in the white coat and do the medical Western route as well, hand in hand, if that feels right to you, to deal with the problem at a physical, chemical level. But if you are not coupling it with emotional work, don't even talk to me. <laughs> don't even talk to me. All right, so there's Beck's rant. Hope you all enjoyed it. I always enjoy it when she she's very good when she gets fired up. I love it. Having said that, I want to talk to people who perhaps have already gone through situations where they've gone under the knife and they've had parts removed or whatever. So what can you do if you've already gone through that and your wisdom of wanting to live a different way has come about post? So for me, my wisdom and understanding of of the body has come about after having had my children. So I had two hospital births. The first birth I was went into labour naturally, can I just say, on the due date. Of course, I fall into the 1% that do it. <laughs> I know, I'm special, I'm fabulous. (laughs) And then 36 hours of, well, they, you know, 36 hours of pain, of labour for me. I was exhausted. Um, I was pushing, all of that. She got stuck. Baby went into distress, so they went into an emergency cesarean. Now, would that have happened if I had trusted my body? Did I bring that on? I don't know. I think that if I'd had a third child with the wisdom I've got now, I would like to have tried to have had a much more natural birth. Um, however, I didn't. And then with the second one, I was told the baby was the same size, the same thing's going to happen, blah, blah. So I just got the zip opened. So I did the complete modern-day Western thing where I booked in on a day that suited me. And the day before, I went and got a manicure and a pedicure. And they're saying, oh, what are you up to this week? Oh, tomorrow I'm having a baby. And that'll suit me because then I can actually be going off to this other thing four days later, blah, 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 whatever. So I went as completely Western as you could. Then I became aware of the distress on the baby through cesarean birth, through further education. Then I became aware of the distress on my body from having cut through everything. And I have no proof that this is working outside of, to me, it feels good. I've tried to rebuild my body energetically with love. And I'm assuming that everything that's been cut and tortured and disconnected through having two cesareans has been completely rebuilt because I truly believe that every cell in our body is completely capable of being 100% healthy and beautiful through, uh, through acknowledgement of love and gratitude to that specific area so that's what I've done and that's how I also came became comfortable with my tummy that was so stretched through big babies and has massive um what do you call them what do you get stretch marks yeah and um and my boobs that went my breast that went from a size c to a size f and never went back they stayed f yeah, I'm going to boast about it, Jane. That's not boasting. All right, no, right. Spoken <laughs> by a girl who's never had size F. Those of you out there with big breasts, you know what I'm talking about. You try lying face down on a massage table and see how you go. 
You know, you go for a nice relaxing massage and it's so hard to get comfortable. I've offered to have some of them, Jane. I'll take whatever <laughs> excess you don't want. I'll take it. So I feel that if you are post, you know, this isn't about shame. I, I don't want anybody feeling shame if they've had breast reductions, breast enlargements, if they've had um, hysterectomies or whatever, anything like that. Just embrace the wisdom of the new learnings that you're getting and have love and gratitude for the experience of what you've gone through and know that from this point forward, you do different. When you know better, you do better. And that's all fine. Vibrationally, that's beautiful and it's healing and it works. That's beautiful, Jane. We're going to go into part two because I haven't even started yet. <laughs> all right, so we'll wind up this one. So really we've, we've spoken about... Um, We've done a lot of background and now okay. I think we're getting right into, into birth, abortions, wombs and, and, and this kind of thing. So we will, we will bring that to you next week. And until this time next week, Jane's going to leave you with our affirmation, which I really want you to think about. Life continually changes as does my body. I am empowered by the journey. And you should be. You should always be empowered by the journey. You can find our show on lovelifeshow.com and on Facebook. Uh, yes, facebook.com forward slash lovelifeshow. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Jane and I there. You can find us both individually for counselling, psychic sessions, emotional, you know, all kind, whatever. You, it's basically the show but just one-on-one -on -one with you <laughs> where we look at all your stuff and fine-tune it and dissect it and help you get into the guts of the, of the problems. So until this time next week, really come into personal responsibility and self-empowerment when it comes to your physicality. View your body like a series of fantastic secret codes that are breathing information to you all the time. Stay happy, stay connected, and stay in tune. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.